Hello, you lovely people. Welcome to episode 109 of the Forbidden Planet International podcast. I'm Peter, and it's just me this week, and there's so, so, so much out. This week, I'm going to be all business. Business. No nonsense, all business. Because this Wednesday, the 2nd of October, there is a ton of, ton of stuff out. Right. From DC, we have Batman 251, facsimile edition. Uh, Batman, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Deceased, Deathstroke. Dollar Comics Joker number one. Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds. The Dreaming. Flash Giant number one. Green Lantern. Harley Quinn. Justice League. Legion of Superheroes Millennium, Lois Lane, Superman Up in the Sky, and Young Justice. Right. Great stuff out from DC this week. Uh, City of Bane uh, continues. Tom King writing. John Romita Jr. on art this time. And uh, yeah, this is gorgeous. I'm just going to quick flick through now. Uh, if Derek was here, he'd be, oh, put that away. But no, it's fine. It's okay. I can have a look. Uh, yeah, that looks sensational. I've not had a chance to read anything this week. Usually I've managed to sneak one or two things in, but... What a, so much stuff out this week, I've not had a chance to. Uh, Deceased, the penultimate issue of Deceased, issue 5. This has been an absolute joy, this alternative to DC's Marvel Zombies. But it's it's its own thing, it's tons of fun, it's ridiculous. Tom Taylor that's just so, so ridiculously good and should be on a really top tier book. Uh, so yeah, if anyone's listening at DC, get on that, get on that, because he's great. Uh, and Trevor Hearsign is... Arts is absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, check that out. We've still got all the issues. So yeah, pick it up. Flash Giant is out this week. Now, what does that what does that mean? A giant flash? Well, it's a hundred page issue of the Flash. Yep, it's like one of those old Bronze Age hundred pagers, and it's so ridiculously good. It's kind of like the um, the Walmart books. I don't know if you've seen them advertised, maybe. Obviously, if you're here in the UK, then uh, that's not something that's hugely available. But yeah, these are fantastic. So this has got, obviously, a Flash story. Flash versus King Shark. Also featuring Blue Beetle. Uh, you also have Green Arrow. Uh, Guy Gardner, Black Canary. And, of course, a couple of rogues in it as well. Uh, Captain Cold, Weather Wizard featured as well. Gorilla Grodd's in it too. This is great. Uh, yeah, the DC 100-page giants were favourites of mine when I was younger. And um, you used to get so much content in it. And this, well, actually, it's a great jumping-on point. Uh, for a broader DC universe, because obviously you've got lots of different characters in it. So if you're a Flash fan, but primarily Flash, and you're interested in other characters as well, you must check this out. Yeah, seriously, King Shark, Gorilla Grodd, Captain Cold Weather Wizards, and then all the here. It's just, bah. there's five different stories in this, so yeah, it looks great. Uh, also this week we have the facsimile edition of Batman 251, better known as... Joker's Five-Way Revenge? Five-Way Revenge? Five-Card Revenge? Five-Way Revenge, yes. That's off the top of my head there. But yeah, this is basically when in the Bronze Age they kind of reinvigorated the Joker and made him a bit more psychopathic. Yeah, throughout the 60s he was kind of very much in the vein of the Cesar Romero Joker from the Batman TV series. Uh, and it took uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams uh, to make him a more a more credible threat back perhaps to his... Uh, Golden Age roots where he's a bit more of a murderous gangster, but yeah, this is um this is a beauty. It's a great one shot. If you've never read this story before, then it is basically a it's a Joker blueprint for the modern Joker. It's fantastic stuff. Uh yes, yeah, so 
Batman 251 facsimile edition out this week. Speaking of the Joker, uh, we have another Dollar Comics reprint, and it's the Joker issue one. Yep, the Joker was that popular in the 70s. For a time being, he had his own title, and it was very strange, very strange, because he couldn't really be the bad guy in it because of the way the comics code worked then. Um, so you had lots of different characters uh, in it as well uh, that he went up against. Like he went up against Sherlock Holmes, he went up against the Creeper. Uh, yet so many other characters. Scarecrow, Two-Face, they all appeared in it. Uh, but yes, so the first issue of that is reprinted as well this week in the lovely cheap dollar comic format. Again, if you've never seen it, check it out. It's really interesting just having a look back at the history of the character. And obviously, hmm, there's a certain movie coming out. So yeah, pick it up, check it out, have fun with it. And it's cheap, so get it. It's good. The second and final issue of Legion of Superheroes Millennium is out this week. I am so, so jonesing reading this. It's going to be so good. Uh, yeah, so Brian Bendis has, from issue one, uh, brought us all the way through DC's future history and uh, right up to the Legion. And I think, is it 31st century it's set in? Or is it 30th? And I did also read, I think initially it was actually supposed to be the 32nd, uh, but then they changed their plans. So yes, I think it's the 31st. Um, yeah. I'm so looking forward to this. Again, tons of great artists in this. Who have we got on here? Brian Sook, Nicholas Scott, you get Jordan Belair, you've got oh, so many people on this. Yeah, and it's all great. Again, it's like there's different time periods and different uh, settings, so obviously different artists do different uh, aspects of it. Really worth checking out. So good. And if you are jonesing the new Legion of Superheroes like I am, then it is a must. A must. So there we go. That's DC. Moving on, moving on. House of Ideas. This week we have Absolute Carnage, Immortal Hulk, Bizarre Adventures, Black Cat, Champions, Contagion, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Future Foundation, Ghost Rider, House of X, Immortal Hulk, Marvel Comics 1001, Old Man Quill, The Punisher, Runaways, Savage Avengers, Spider-Verse, Star Wars, Star Wars Doctor Aphra, Swordmaster, and a couple of True Believer titles. We have uh, X-Men Bishop and Kitty Pride and Emma Frost. Yes, again, another massive, massive pileout from Marvel this week. Uh, let's just go over some of those highlights. Uh, I'll mention some of the ones um, passing that we usually talk about. Immortal Hulk is amazing. Make sure you read that. Uh, Black Cat's been a joy. Yep, get on that. Savage Avengers. It's the, I think it's the end of the first arc. Oh, to be continued at the back, so maybe not. Uh, yeah, and of course you got a classic uh, Conan and uh, the Punisher. Again, what a fantastic team up on the front there. So yes, Savage Avengers continuing. Good stuff. Uh, yep, Fantastic Four. Uh, Paco Medina on art this, this thing. And uh, you've got Dan Slott. The last issue of that took it right back to kind of the very first Fantastic Four adventure. And you can tell Dan Slott's having a whale of a time writing it. He's a huge, huge fan of it. So there we go. Check that out. The final issue of House of X is out this week. But that won't be the end of the tale because the final issue of this whole epic Powers of X or Powers of Ten is out next week. But yes, I am so, so longing to see how this story ends and see if any of my wacky fan theories are actually going to come true. 
uh, I've mentioned them before on the show, so yeah, check that out if you can. I have now got a whole slew, slew of number one issues from Marvel that I'm just going to give you as quick hits. The first issue of Ghost Rider is out this week. Yep, the new Ghost Rider series from Ed Brisson. Uh, you've got Aaron Cooder on art as well. And yeah, this is it's, it's, it's a classic Ghost Rider because we've got a motorbike as opposed to uh, a car. And yeah, this is great fun. Uh, yeah, Johnny Blaze obviously has been featuring heavily in the Avengers title of late. So if that's a uh, piqued your interest in the character, then yep, this is a great way. Oh, this is this is fantastic. Sorry, I'm flicking through. Uh, makes for poor radio, but never mind. Uh, yeah, Ghost Rider looks amazing. So yeah, make sure you check that one out. The first issue of the Absolute Carnage Immortal Hulk uh, mini is out, and it's written by Immortal Hulk writer Al Ewing. So you know it's going to be written well. Uh, Felipe Andrati is the artist on it as well. And yeah, it is just absolutely beautiful book. There's a really, really nice double page spread. Is that in the middle? I think it's just slightly off the middle. But yeah, it's really interesting art. Again, very kind of scribbly. It's kind of like a mashup of a scratchier like Jeff Lemire meets Darwin Cook, I would say. But yeah, that's really nice. I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, yep, first issue of Contagion, a new five-part series is out again from Ed Brisson. Uh, he's got a lot of this week. This is the story of a hideous outbreak uh, that occurs, and yeah, how the heroes have to deal with that. Uh, the Mole Man features heavily in the beginning, and you've got the Thing fighting lots of uh, infected moloids on the cover, and it is a great cover. Really, really good cover. I like that immensely. Now, the first issue of Bizarre Adventures is out. This is a callback to the old Bizarre Adventures magazine that Marvel used to uh, have back in the day. So yes, we have Ulysses Bloodstone in the Starspawn Sorcerer. Yes, Jed McKay writing. Uh, Chris Mooneyham is doing the art here. And I love Chris Mooneyham's art. And again, I'm just having a flick through. And yes, this is really good, Chris Mooneyham. Uh, but it's not just that, that story, you've got um, Chang Chi's in it as well, uh, in a story called The Lesson, and again, really nice artwork on that. You have Dracula, Dracula, Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad writing with Becky Cloonan on art, and that is beautiful. This is really nice anthology uh, comic, it's really good. And finally, finally, yeah, Black Goliath in How Does He Do It? Aidan Connolly in art there, John Adams writing. That's really nice. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Bizarre Adventures. It's a good throwback. Uh, obviously, it's not magazine size format, but it's the same kind of idea of the whole anthology, and it is a lot of fun. So, yes, Bizarre Adventures. Check that out. And Jed McKay had a, a story in that, and also he is working on Spider-Verse, a new miniseries, six-issue miniseries. And, yeah, it's all the spiders, as if you... Couldn't get enough of them already. Uh, from that, ever since that movie, everyone's been jonesing more spiders. So yes, it's Miles Morales and his interaction with lots of other spider realms. And again, I'm flicking through. They're doing a hell of a lot of good work in this. That's absolutely beautiful. Really quite clever. Remember, uh, every time we get an issue of Dial H out and talk about how the art style changes and how everything uh, changes depending on the type of character they turn into. Well, Spider Verse. It's the same, except it depends on what, well, what universe that they're in. And yeah, that's so interesting. 
it's really, really, really appealing. I like it a lot. And Marvel certainly have got a lot of anthologies out this week, because also this week we have Marvel Comics 1001, because 1000 wasn't enough. Yeah, this again is an anthology title, and you've got, oh, the first issue is written by Al Ewing, who kind of spearheaded the yeah, issue 1000, and Echo's the artist on the first, sorry, it's just a wee one-pager, and yeah, that's great. I think, are these all one-pagers again? Yeah, that's great fun, you've got so Howard Chaikin, you've got Echo, you've got, oh god, you've got so many people on this. Fantastic Carl Potts, if we're going back there, that's fun. Uh, Tony Isabella, Tom Mandrake, wow. Great people, Jody Hauser, Rachel Stott, uh, Nick Spencer, Steve Lieber, uh, Kerry Andrews, again, it's really, really nice. Oh, here's, here's a list of them now, actually. Oh, so many. Jerry Ordway, Declan Shalvey, Andrea Sorrentino, there are so many people that are working this. And they're all great. Larry Hammer, Mark Guggenheim, I'm just looking at the, the writers now, sorry. G. Willow Wilson, ah, oh, Howard. Yes. Oh, great stuff. Simon Furman. Simon Furman's got a story in here. Fantastic. Amanda Connor. Hey, I'm going to just stop reading out names because that's boring. But yes, great, great, great stuff. So you check it out. I'm only going to mention a few from other publishers this week. Uh, from Dark Horse under the Berger Books imprint, we have the first issue of Ruby Falls from writer Anna Sente, whose stuff I have loved in the past. And from artist Flavia Biondi. Uh, whose stuff I do not know of, I'll be honest. It's not uh, someone who's uh, working hugely familiar with. But yeah, it's really nice though. Very kind of clean artwork. And yeah, I have no idea where this is going. So I'm flicking through. I don't really know how to describe it. Crime drama? Thriller? Yeah, this looks really interesting. I'm going to stop actually because I think I might actually spoil myself if I went any further. And that's unusual for me to say. So yes, Ruby Falls. Looks really interesting. Check out the first few pages. I won't say go further than that. Check out the first few pages when you're in and uh, make sure you uh, you give it a shot because it looks really, really, really interesting. So there we are. Again, from Dark Horse, we have the first issue of eight of Grendel, Devil's Odyssey. Yep, Matt Wagner is going back to Grendel and this looks epic. It's the future version of Grendel that's in this. Uh, so it's the one that's kind of like uh, in the spacesuit and looks a bit like um, uh, Space Venom. <laughs> for for those who don't know who Grendel is, uh, this is something I think I think you can probably pick this up without knowing about Grendel. I'm just like flicking through, because obviously he's been working on and off on the whole Grendel series of characters since the eighties, so it's hard for anyone to jump into it. But to be honest, looking at this, you can completely jump in because it doesn't seem to rely on any of the Grendels of the past. That's interesting. So yes, Grendel Devil's Odyssey, first issue of eight. Uh, so Matt Wagner is he's up there, he's up in the Pantheon uh, it's written and drawn by him and it's uh, colours by, oh, colours by Brennan Wagner, his son, yeah, that's cool make sure you check that out when you're in and the last one I'm going to talk about is Vampire State Building what's that? what could that possibly be? well well, you ever hear of that little comic called The Walking Dead? well that was done by Charlie Adler, for the most part, apart from the first six issues. Uh, it was, the entire saga was drawn by Charlie Adler. And now, this is his new comic. Hey, So, moving away from zombies uh, into vampires now, for Vampire State Building. So you can tell where it's set. Yep, right in the heart of New York. It actually looks a bit escaped from New York, funnily enough, because you recognise the backdrops and there's like a panic and things happening. Yes. 
So make sure you check out that because it looks fantastic. Phew, right. Let's move on to some graphic novels and collected editions. Just a few I'm going to mention from DC this week. We have Volume 3 of Batman and the Justice League Manga, which is great, great fun. Again, if you're a manga fan and you're interested in checking out some superhero stuff, it's a great place to start. So yeah, Volume 3 of that is out this week. The clock is ticking. Doomsday clock. Doomsday clock. It's not the final issue. Nope. It's not that. Not yet. We have got, this week, the hardcover of the first half of Doomsday Clock. Yep, it's part one. It's the first six issues all in this lovely, lovely hardcover here. And it's got an all-new cover. And it's just fantastic. Uh, Gary Frank and Jeff Johns have just worked wonders in this series. I'm dying to find out who it ends. So this is the build-up. So you've got all the stuff with uh, Mime and Marionettes and... Uh, Ozymandias and uh, well, if you, we've been talking about it every week. Every week it's out, I should say. Not selling out every week. And yeah, Doomsday Clock has been a really, really interesting series. So yeah, first volume of it out. And of course, it isn't the classic kind of Watchmen lettering, the yellow on the black uh, on the spine. So it'll look great up on your shelf, right beside. Well, you can have before Watchmen, then Watchmen, and then Doomsday Clock all sitting beside each other. <sighs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice. And the final one from DC I'm going to mention is Absolute Batman Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. This is the 30th anniversary edition. I can't believe it's 30 years ago. Uh, Grant Morrison and Dave McKean bought this out then. And yes, if you have never, never read this, it's an incredible book. It's not even a, it's not even a comic. It's not even a graphic novel. It's a piece of art. It really is. It's a fantastic study of Batman and basically his rogues gallery and psychological study. It's There's a siege at Arkham Asylum. Batman has to go in. Dave McKean does this amazing, glorious painted artwork that's, that is nothing, nothing like it. It's just a phenomenally beautiful book. It's because it's the inmates of Arkham Asylum it's horrible. Um, nasty stuff kind of happens. Uh, and Batman goes in, has to save people has to go back out again does he remain the same person hard to say but yes this is um, one of the first things Grant Morrison did when he first came to DC um, and it certainly blew his name up let's put it that way he was seeing Animal Man at the time and uh, but this is what really put, put him on the, mark, on the map and it came out roughly the same time as the uh, Tim Burton Batman movie so that didn't hurt either so yes uh, Batman Arkham Asylum is out this week Oh, actually, there is one more DC I'm going to mention. Uh, Batwoman uh, Haunted Tides is out this week as well. Uh, it's a nice big chunky Batwoman collection. You've got some amazing GH Williams art on that as well. Uh, Marvel have gone omnibus mad this week. You've got Namor by John Byrne and Jay Lee. That's out this week with a choice of covers as well. Uh, you also have the Golden Age Namor omnibus out this week. And for those 90s fans, you have the... Complete Marvel Universe by Rob Liefeld out this week as well. And yes, it's a chunky, chunky, chunky tool. And I actually think uh, Dave done a little bit of work on Captain America's chest on that cover because it doesn't look as big as it did in the first issue when uh, it was first drawn. And everyone's like, that's just far too big. So I think someone's tweaked that. Maybe Rob himself has tweaked that to make it look a bit more proportional. But yes, that is out this week. What else do we have from the House of Ideas? Well, sticking with Rob Liefeld, the collection of Major X is out this week. 
uh, his list of series that he did with his original character, Major X, right there. Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. It's finally collected. This was a completely nuts, bonkers time travel ride. It makes absolutely no sense. Doesn't impact continuity at all. It's just a massive amount of fun. It's ridiculous fun. It's like the Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe sort of style uh, of storytelling. So if you enjoyed that, this is the same kind of thing. A different character, obviously a more cosmic angle, and it's just ridiculous, uh, but in the most fun way. So yes, make sure you check that out. Speaking of ridiculous in a fun way, Man Wolf, the complete collection, is out. Yes, Man Wolf is, of course, John Jameson, J. Jonah's son, uh, who is a space werewolf. Yeah, they don't talk about that in the movies. Although he was in Venom and got bumped off. Or was that just someone else with the same surname? Who knows? Who knows? But this book looks quite cheesy, right? But then you open it up and you have a look to see who or what's in it. You actually check out some of the art in this. Some of the writing's great as well. You've got uh, some great writers. Jerry Conway, Doug Munch, Tony Isabella, David Anthony Craft, and Marv Wolfman. None of them phone it in. They're all, all A-class Bronze Age writers. Fantastic stuff. Now, make sure you're sitting down for this. If you think that was good, listen to the pencilers. Gil Kane, Ross Andrew, George Tusker, George Perez, Salvo Shema, John Byrne, Mike Vosberg, Jim Shema, Sherman and Alan Weiss. Seriously, seriously, A-grade talent on this book. And yeah, you can see it. It's so good. I think George Perez is the bulk of it towards the end. But certainly if you like stuff like uh, Werewolf by Night and some of the Marvel horror stuff, or even some of the Marvel cosmic stuff, because there's quite a lot of space stuff in this as well, you should really, really, really have a look at this. Uh, there's some art process pages as well, which is interesting. I wasn't expecting that. A nice wee layout by Gil Kane right there. Uh, some wee mini pinups at the back. Some fun facts. For... Yeah, you've got quite a lot of bonus material on this. Ah, interesting. There's the original cover there for Creatures on the Loose, featuring Manuel. Ooh. Very exciting. Sorry, folks, I was checking that out later and that looks like a lot of fun. Yay! Right. The Immortal Hulk. That comic we talk about a lot. If you are after a good, good prestige format of it for yourself, then yes, the first hardcover of it is out. It's oversized, so you get the bigger pages. And yeah, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous book. We've spoken about Immortal Hulk on uh, the podcast a lot. So I'm not going to go into the details of it. It's uh, superhero and horror all mixed together. And it is fantastic stuff. So yeah, make sure if you are a collector of the hardcovers, you don't miss that. And last hardcover from Marvel I'm going to talk about is Thanos. The Infinity Ending. It's Jim Starlin again. Continuing on his Thanos epic. And yes, once again, he's teamed up with Alan Davis and Mark Farmer. And yeah. It is the cosmic conclusion to the trilogy that he did with uh, Alan Davis. So yeah, all hail Thanos. Lord, that is all. In the future, Thanos has become the most powerful being in reality. But that's not enough. It's never enough, Thanos. Just calm down, mate. It's never enough. Yep, so that's a ton, a ton of great stuff out from Marvel. There's only a few I'm going to mention from other publishers. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, The Walking Dead finished off. Oh, there you go. The uh, hardcover final collection has come out. The trade paperback final collection has come out. And now finally, 
if you're one of these people that waits for the big massive phone book size compendiums then yes the final compendium volume four is out this week and it's a chunky 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 tome it doesn't bode well for a lot of people in this book <laughs> yeah. but yes again robert kirkman charlie adler bring it all home uh, is if you've been waiting on the, the final compendium get it now it's available yay cool speaking of final volumes the wicked and the divine volume nine is out and that's that that wraps up gillen and McKelvey's wicked and divine saga yeah I don't really have much more to say than that, apart from it's going to be missed. I was really enjoying that. Uh, yeah, it has got a fantastic ending, though. I really did enjoy how they ended it. So, yeah, tons of fun to be had there. Wick Div, you'll be missed. But hey, there we go. Uh, we also have, this week, the latest from Chris Ware. Uh, if you don't know Chris Ware, he's a phenomenal artist and storyteller. His books are like nothing else. He did the, a, a book, I can't even call it a book. He did a project called Building Stories that was basically a box that had lots of different things in it, all of which told a story. Some were actually like me mini comics, some was there was a graphic novel in there. There were other kind of like almost like models and stuff. It was so bizarre. Uh, but yeah, they were all individual stories, but all kind of overlapped. It's just fascinating. So yes, his latest uh, volume is out, and it is Rusty Brown. It's called, and yeah, again, just flicking through this. His art is like nothing in the world. Absolutely nothing in the world. It's so ridiculously good. Is that a reference to the Golden Age Flash? I think there's a... Oh yeah! Our man, Golden Age Flash. Yeah, there's so many. Interesting. Oh my. How did he get away with that? I don't know. Uh, yes, Chris Ware. I don't think mainstream comic fans know about him that well. And more people should because his work is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, make sure you check out Chris Ware's Rusty Brown. Right, that kind of wraps up our uh, graphic novels this week. Now, news, news. Here we go again. It's the Arrowverse Crisis of Infinite Earth. I talk about this every week. Why? Because they bring out a new announcement every week of new people that are going to be in it every week. And it gets madder and madder. Now, they've got Ashley Scott from Birds of Prey uh, reprising a role of the Huntress from Birds of Prey. When was Birds of Prey out? Ten... 15 years ago? About that? Quite a while ago anyway. But yeah, I mean, they already have a Huntress in the Arrowverse, but I think she was killed? can't quite remember. I haven't seen her in a while anyway. She might get better, you know what happens. But yes, she's going to be in it, so that's another universe that's going to be uh, encountered. And also we have a new character who has been mentioned before in uh, the Arrowverse uh, as the designer, the future designer, of Barry's costume ring. And this is a character called Ryan Choi. Who's that, I hear you ask? Well, Ryan Choi is the Atom. He's the guy that takes over from Ray Palmer as the Atom. Which could be quite interesting because uh, Brandon Ruth is, uh, he's he's leaving, apparently, the Arrowverse. And of course, he's also playing Superman again in it. So does this mean, does this mean uh, that we're passing of the costume from him to Ryan Choi. Does it mean that? Does it mean that? Who knows? Who knows? Well, we will when we see it when it's finally out. But yeah, more mad casting. I can't believe. I still can't. I see it every week. Can't believe they're doing it. But there we go. And more good news. Marvel and Sony have come to an arrangement for more Spidey in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And no one was surprised. Yep. 
it's uh, apparently a deal's been done, and yeah, we will see Spidey again in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there we go. Ah, it's all good this week. Everything's good this week. What a time to be alive. Yes. Uh, okay, so our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and almost everywhere else you can find podcasts. And if you enjoy it, then please give us a rating and review because it helps other people find the show. And as ever, if you can't make it into a store, then you can order from our website, that's forbiddenplanet.co.uk, or if you are stateside, you can order from www.fpnyc.com. And no, don't have any time for questions this week, but if you have any questions for us, uh, or just want to shout out on the show, you can give us a wee email at fpipodcast at gmail.com. So do that there, we can answer your question on the show. Well... It's just been me this week, your solo forbidden planet here, but we'll be back next week. So until then, good night and enjoy those comics. It's a great time to be on. Business. Because a thousand wasn't enough. <sighs> Crikey. George Perez. It's never enough, Thanos. Just calm down, mate. It's never enough.